Believe This, the podcast where we get to agree to disagree. Hey, Patty. What's up, Chris? Can you believe that in the state of Alabama, frozen embryos are considered children now, according to the Alabama Supreme Court? Okay, so... Does that mean that if you're doing an in vitro fertilization treatment, right, and you have frozen embryos, sometimes you can get multiple, right? They yeah. they have you have to give birth to them. I have no idea, and sometimes I think the people who made the laws don't have any idea either. Um, what was the point of this law? That how can an embryo be an actual person? Some embryos, an embryo, first of all, in order for an embryo to be a person, it needs to be inseminated. So it's just an egg. Well, so that's how can not it, what the Supreme Court of Alabama says. How can just says. an egg be a person without um, insemination? It's such a great question. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of, it, it brings more questions than answers, Patty. And, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say this. I'm going to quote something I put on Twitter that said it's true. He loves to quote himself from I will Twitter. quote myself because, you know, <laughs> now I can say it verbally. Beware, today's another day that Republicans have woken up and tried to decide how they can make today worse than yesterday. That's why the law. That's why the law. And now I mean, it does bring more questions like, is it is it is it child abuse that they're frozen? Do we have to unfreeze them and... Like you said, put them in people. <laughs> you can't. You can't have a a person without insemination. So an egg is just a zygote. It's not a person yet. It's not inseminated. It's just an egg. It's just an egg. There's no person yet. You can't have babies by yourself. You have to have sperm. So if you don't have sperm, then you don't have a person. Right. So, so no, I that they're not people. They're just eggs. Well, you know, there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of joking around going around on social media. Like, you know, um, they're going to start saying life starts at the twinkle in the eye or the pleasure of a woman. You know, it's like this, this, this. Popping a feel under a it's, table. It's all, yeah, it's all. Be careful. Just, we could be uh, parents un now. Unless you're married to a a Christian with great Christian values and and uh, that's straight and male and white. As long as you're married to one of those, you can have all the children you want. And if you're not, if you're some poor down under luck person that got raped by your uncle, you still got to have the kid. <laughs> but. But Dick, you know what? It goes both ways. You know, you're gonna tell yeah. me that these oh, white nobody... Christian people aren't having oh, wow. uh, incest. They have to have those babies too. What hurts me to my core, as a former altar boy, what hurts me to my core on this is that um, I'm not the only person I know. Right? I've had other people agree with me on this that that they've had their experience. Not everyone's Christian or Catholic experience is the same. Mine was a good one. You're around a bunch of supported people in a community that help each other and help the poor and do good things on the holidays. It was all positivity. 
it was all taking care of people. But right now, and it's always been there, but right now, the face of Christianity is hypocrisy. So to your point, hypocrisy. I don't know. I think the face of Christianity has always been hypocrisy. <laughs> well, that's, that's a I don't think that's topic. new. <laughs> well, like I said, my experience was different. I was an altar boy. I was never touched. And maybe I was an ugly kid. But <laughs> I don't know, think you were an ugly I kid. Priests. I think you were a fortunate kid because I, every church I've been to, the priest or the the minister, whoever was in that church at the time, whatever kind of church it was, every time would preach against, even though there's there's references in the Bible, they say, preached against uh, shunning people for being different. And now it's, no, you must treat them differently because the Bible says, be evil to one another, basically. Basically, is what they're saying. Like, they're saying they're people of Jesus. It's a hypocrisy. They're they're Christians. They really are doing everything in the name of God. And they want to do all this. To, they want to remove education from children. They want to hurt women every way they can. They're really just making things worse and worse and worse. And they think they're feeding this rabbit base. But that base is so small now. That base is so small now. What are they going to do when the bottom falls out? Because we're pretty much there, I, th I hope. I hope. What are they going to do when the bottom falls out? I don't know. They'll find something else. They'll find another soapbox to get on. By the way, I put a poll out. It'll probably be closed by the time this airs, but I put a poll out. I'm considering. Now, I'm not a political person. I have no history. I have no experience, but that's never stopped any of the people in the last 10 years, 15 years of getting into politics. I'm considering if I can get the support to qualify, possibly run for governor of Florida. I put a poll out on my Twitter. I did. Well, probably get more listeners. <laughs> yeah, I want to become governor of Florida. So believe this will be successful. Thank God. <laughs> Now, now I know because I said that that's going to be used as a snippet as if I said that as a statement and not a joke, but, but no, if I get support, I'm not going to get the support. People weren't taking this seriously. If they did not enough, people know who I am. I, I it's Look, not realistic, I, but I want, I, I kind of feel like if I don't do it, I don't trust anyone else to kind of thing. Um, just, I don't know that much about like running for office, but Aren't there a couple of steps you're missing before you get to governor? Don't you have to have some other well, office? Well, like, it's, hold, it's not, like congressman or city I councilman? Think, or... I don't think there's a requirement like that. I think that's just how it usually works. People just usually first get into like city comptroller, get into local office, get into Congress, you know, move to senator, move to governor. But not necessarily. There's no order to it. It's just. If you can if you can qualify and you can get the votes, you can be the you can have that position. You can just run for senator. Well, what qualifications and what former government did Donald Trump have to run for head of the country? <laughs> what did he have? He did a, a reality show. I just, um, you know, um, I, I don't think it's realistic. 
but I honestly like if I get so if I was to put that out there as a feeler, feeler which I did right now, kind of slow response. So I don't think it's going to go well. But if it takes off and explodes and people are like, yeah, you should do this. And I get people contacting me. Here's the steps. Here's let me help you do this. I don't think I can say no. I think I have to run with it. But we'll see how it goes. But just, yeah, you know, like, I, I just I don't trust anybody else. Uh, um, from a Wikipedia quick search says qualifications: a candidate for governor must be a U.S. citizen. Are you a U.S. I got citizen? That one. Yes. A registered voter. Are you a registered yes. voter? Within the state, registered voter must yes. not have been convicted of a felony involving bribery, embezzlement, or extortion. How how is it harder to become governor than to be president? <laughs> I don't and have any of those things on my record, by the way. Must not have served two terms since 1990. I got that one. <laughs> Governors also have some legislative and judicial powers as part of the systems and check file. One must typically meet be 25 to 30 years old, have lived in the state for at least five years. And be a qualified voter. There you go. You I, are I qualify. clear to run for governor of Florida. I Good qualify. <laughs> if, it, 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 but it, it, look, like I said, it's one of those things. I'm giving it a chance. If it runs, I'll look into the follow follow up steps of what I need to do to qualify. Right. As far as you know, you're going uh, to have to raise funds. money because you have to right, go right. out that's there right. and canvas. That's, that's why I put out the po the poll on Twitter to go. What do you think? Will you support me? If I have 7,000, close to 7,000 followers on Twitter, and I can only get 100 people to vote on a poll, and it's not overwhelmingly yes, then I'm screwed. There's wow. no way I'm getting it statewide. And, stuff. and these people, now there are people, I'll let you talk in a second, sorry. There are no, people that are going to look at this and say, look, I can't vote in Florida. I don't live in Florida, but you can you can support people. You can campaign for people, and you can donate to people in different states. True. I just can't vote that for is it. true. Go ahead. But that's the problem with social media. Is that you think you have 7,000 oh, followers. Segue. Yeah, good uh, But who really is going to respond to you? Like you said, if you get 100 likes, you're lucky, right? Because right. people are inundated by the algorithms that social media uses. It's true. It's true. That's why you, if you're looking up something on Google on your computer, uh, like headphones, because I need new headphones, I go to my phone and I'm going to start seeing commercials for headphones, advertisements for headphones from Best Buy, blah, blah, blah. I've seen even, even when I'm in a room, like say with the Alexa app, because I have it all of my um, Bluetooth uh, wireless um, speakers are connected to Alexa. If I talk about something in one room, it comes up on one of my Twitter feeds or my Instagram feed. So what does that create? This is creating, which is one of our topics today. Yes. These algorithms are creating passive consumerism. Right. Because now I don't have to go out and explore if I like a chai latte or if I do this or if I do that. If that's what's recommended, that's what I'm going to try. So people are not even 
being adventurous in their consumerism anymore. They're just buying whatever's offered to them, whatever's advertised, whatever's coming through their feeds. And it's flattening out our likes and our tastes because we're not even exploring anymore. We're not even going out and digesting music or art and thinking about it. You know how when you go to a museum and you go, what does this mean? You know, we don't have any kind of conversations about these things. The other thing that is a false, a sense of false uh, community that you, everyone thinks that if you're on social media, that you're all seeing the same things, but because the algorithms are targeting your likes, you're maybe the only one that's getting like PMS, you know, advertisements and some other girls getting things for dry eyes because they wear contacts. So we're right. not as communal on social media as we think we are. That's right. The other problem is you, like you were saying, you want to run for Congress, right? Governor. Or yeah, governor. They're going to ask you. How many, how many followers do you have? Because that's now we're, that's what everything is based on. If you want to publish a book, well, what's your social media presence? If you want to put out an album, well, what do you, what is your social media? Even in the casting, when I go into offices, they're asking us to put our social media handles when we fill out forms like NDAs or some sometimes and how many followers you have. And Roles are being cast based on social media presence. So what does that do? It makes an artist create work that's driven by popularity, which flattens artistic creativity. Um, if if yeah. everything is created to please a follower, how are you actually expressing your point of view and your creativity and the way that something makes you feel? So everything just become like this big bland soup of, you know, the sameness. What do you think? Yeah. Now, so I, I think you're right to an extent. So like what I do and a lot of people that I surround myself on social media do is not what most people are going to do. Like, like I, I intentionally seek out contact and communication. I intentionally seek out a conversation and I intentionally block out ads. I don't want to see, um, but not everybody's going to do that. And that's how we get to where we are today with the division, right? That's how we get with met with the magas and the Trumpers. They saw all the stuff you needed to see to believe what they believe. And to believe nothing else that they, that's out there because they're not seeing it right and then when they finally see it they go i never saw that it must not be real so yeah it's hurting us in multiple ways right it's 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 shaping who we are it's shaping how we think and the the, the sick thing is that the people in marketing the people in government the people in all walks of life that can see these numbers and manipulate these numbers like an Elon musk they know about this and they're running with it they're running with it. They love this. Well, of course, that's how they are selling their products. That's how, um, you know, Amazon becomes the um, conglomerate that it, it does, because oh. now they're the highest uh, company that's got the most consumers and they're 
connected to everything. They're connected to Alexa. They're connected to your shopping. If you go to Whole Foods, you you punch in your Amazon number. So now they know what you're buying and what you're consuming, what you're eating, what <laughs> kind of toilet paper you buy. And so now we're just on this constant feed of what they want to sell us, right? Yep. Because say they want to push a certain product that's not doing well, it's going to start coming up in your feed. And so we're not even exploring. We're not even like living our own lives. We're being li living lies and consuming uh, products that are being dictated to us at this point. So we're, we're becoming like these robots. Oh, did you you know, did you buy this? Did you get that? Did you listen to this? Did you see that movie? Yeah. I'm reminded of that black mirror episode on Netflix, the episode where there was a, uh, everything was based on the rating system, right? The, how they live their lives and like it would ruin people's lives. They would, it would ruin, ruin, it would ruin people's lives. Ruin. Yeah. I'll let you say it for me. It'll mess up ruin. people's lives to the point. <laughs> It'll mess up people's lives to the point that they will, um, that they will just be so obsessed with getting that five star rating that nothing else matters in their lives, and that we're kind of there in real life. Oh no, we're so we're we're totally we're beyond there. that. <laughs> yeah. I think we're beyond it a little bit. Well, imagine that you're you're creating a piece of art, a piece of music, uh, something, right, and um. You're now you have to wonder, oh, is this, you know, what's the market call for? What is it in, you know, what is the market trending? Right. Right. So you're not even creating something that's from your experience anymore. It's from whatever's trending. So everyone just starts to create the same thing. We're all creating the same type of music, that same type it's true. of mugs the same type of eyeglasses you know the same type of hair lotion and it just all becomes one thing with just multiple labels yeah it's absolutely it's, absolutely it's agreed. frightening and it's it, this was all uh this is all in this wonderful book written by this guy named kyle chaika and um he he's been studying like these algorithms for a while what's so, the book called uh, I don't remember what the book is called, but the guy who wrote it's named Kyle Chaika. Ch is he a A Y K A? Is he a former Facebook guy? I don't know. Because there was a there was a Netflix special about very much about what we're talking about that came out like two or three years ago, oh, probably three or four years ago now. That was very much about this, and I don't know if it was him or not, but I know, I know there was a guy that came out of Facebook primarily to expose how algorithms are being used to manipulate people he's a contributor for the new yorker uh but i don't know if he um how far maybe back the he, book, he did before the book i think is called longing for less no that's 2024 filter world is the name <laughs> of the book filter world how an algorithm flattened culture i wish i could remember I wish I could remember what so there's the no culture documentary was called. No culture is dictated to everything's dictated to us. That's what they want. Exactly. So now it's not even like what's your interpretation of a piece of art or a piece of music or, you know, a book. It's just what's trending. Oh, that's so popular. That's so good. I mean, 
talk about what's trending. Every time I look at my Facebook feed, I cannot get away from J-Lo and her This Is Me Now. Oh, we're going in the middle of the show with the fun stuff. Okay, cool. <laughs> I thought we were going to end with the good moment, the good one. Okay, that's uh, cool. We can. We could talk about that at Nope, the we're end. already here. We're already here. <laughs> we're already but, here. But that's... Speaking that's... of Amazon. <laughs> oh, man. So let me tell you, um, you're going to talk about it, and I'm going to let you start it off. But first, before you start, I just want to mention the first thing I saw when I turned on the new J-Lo movie on Amazon Plus was sign up for $2.99 additional to not have to see commercials. Well. And then I clicked um, on stay free, and it gave me another ad asking me to pay $2.99 and skip commercials. I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to watch a show. And then I watched but, three commercials, but, but go ahead. Go ahead. This is about J-Lo. Go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm going to go back to the commercial thing. That is the price that we had to pay in order to get the strike, the actor strike and the residuals and, and the everything yeah, that we putting, fought for. But that's why we have that to watch SAG. commercials now. I'm not putting that on SAG. I'm putting that on the freaking executives. That's, that's but sad. that's how they justified ending the they strike. Justified, yeah. That's how they're passing the buck to the consumers saying, oh, you want you guys want to make a living wage? Well, we'll just pass the buck to the consumer who are trying to desperately make a living wage. <laughs> We're all trying to make a freaking living wage. That so, are we going on to the John Stewart thing with the fiscal responsibility and the well, you said uh, J-Lo. All right, we can we can finish with the J Lo if you want. You started it. Let's start what we finish. All right, we're moving on to J Lo. <laughs> this is me now. The irony of that. Now I'm, I like I like J Lo. I'm a fan of some of her music. I just the thing that drives me crazy about her is she has to be one of the most vain women I've ever seen. Ever. This is oh, me oh, now. Tell us how you really tell us how you no, no. really this feel isn't, this isn't me now. This is me always. This is me always, it should have been called this video. Which is uh how long is it? Like an hour and thirty minutes of her an hour and six minutes, actually. I think. An hour and six minutes. So it's a real a long format music video for her to look fabulous. And to which she does at 54. She looks amazing. She yeah. looks like, you know, but it's it's not that hard to look amazing when you have top of top of the line everything at your fingertips. Fair. Fair. Okay. All right. I mean, if if someone's cooking me all my meals and making me beautiful food and I don't have to worry about the fat content, that's easy. You don't put it in 78. I mean, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that chin, chin tight at 78. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry it's smiling. Smiling is my plastic surgery. There you go. Um, yeah. So, I mean, she, it was it was a big 
First of all, it's the the music. It's an album. So it's basically like a music video for her album to explain why she's been married three times, why Four. Ben Affleck is the love of her life, why this is going to last. And then in five years when they're divorced, she's going to have to do another video where she set, keeps the theme going because she is a love addict. And that's what... The I got from they, the they said relationship addict. Yeah, so she's a. Is that a thing? Addict. Is that like a it is? It thing? is a thing. Yeah. Yes, there's an Al-Anon. There's a a twelve step program for it called Sex Addicts, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, and it's people who romanticize marriage and life and sex and sexuality. So just rush into it over and over again. Exactly. Failing and failing and failing. Okay. Because that happens. There's a lot of people who get married, especially in Hollywood, multiple times. Um, yes. That is, that is the drawback of being in a relationship on screen with someone and forming an intimacy that is only in the moment. And then when you step off the stage. Take it home with them. Yeah. And you realize after the movie's over, wow, I don't really know who you are. I based this <laughs> all on this relationship really that I moment. fabricated on screen. Yeah. That's why actors get married and then they get divorced. Because That's interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. What did you think about it? Well, uh, within the first 15 minutes, I had to run onto the internet and, and look up what is this movie about? Because... Why? I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be objective. Um, <laughs> overall, I get it, but you get why she did it, or you get. I get. What I get. It I get what it stands I get what for. It, I get what it is. Okay. I get what it is. It's the self-expression. It's art. It's also a good, great way to to promote an album. Mm-hmm. But um, fifteen minutes in. If I don't look up what this is about, I have no idea what this is about. It was weird. I, I texted you. I said, this is weird because I don't know what's going on. I'm like, okay, so there's a, there's a motorcycle accident, and now someone's heart's going to stop if she doesn't dance in this factory. <laughs> this is wacky. <laughs> you know, you, you know, I don't know what's going on. She doesn't on. have a dance number in the factory that's a big metal very intense machine in big the heart. middle big uh, metal heart. in the heart factory We're trying to keep the heart going so it's all symbolic right so the, the, it's the all a metaphor that, yes it's reason, all a metaphor for the fact that she's a love addict the reason ben affleck's the love of her life is because uh because she's it her and ben are it they are the hummingbird and the rose from yes. centuries past they, yes they Spoiler alert. They represent but, something. It's all, it, but it's still symbolic. I'll it's all symbolic. What. Absolutely. I but also based on her active, her, when you're, when you're an addict, it's the thing that activates the addict in you. Right. So for her, it's the romance. So for her, it's the, un- the love that didn't come to fruition. She didn't get to marry him the first time. Right. So she still had that longing for him. She got to marry Mark Anthony. She got to marry, um, the other two, the, 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 
kid that was uh, a waiter at some nightclub that I worked with in the conga room. Oh, you know this? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. we worked together at the conga room. Um, and then the actor else. or the actual guy? The the guy, the actual, the actual guy, she, guy married. she married. Mm -hmm. Okay. So right. now she still has that that dream, that drive, that that passion to to finish that relationship with that fire right which is mm -hmm. an addiction and she has it now so yeah because yeah. she hasn't worked on her issues and the thing that activates this addiction in her i don't know if this is going to be a relationship that's going to last because again she based it on her fantasy a fantasy of what romance, about what life, about what marriage should be like. Like her music video. Yeah. What what I took from it is after when she got to the second relationship, I think it was the second one, and it was abusive. That's what they were that's what they were showing there, right? She he was abusive to her. It wasn't a oh, good it wasn't a good situation. That might have he, been Mark Anthony. Well, you know, it's not clear, right? Um, so when, when that happened, I started rethinking about goofing on. Oh, oh, part honey of was one of them. Oh, was it? I mm -hmm. uh, so, so I, 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 oh, I, honey, I see... Sean Diddy Combs. We forgot oh, she dated him, Mark yeah. Anthony. And how many husbands yeah. has JLo had? Four, she's had yeah. four husbands. Yeah, they showed it, they showed it. So, so we're both artists. You know, one of us more successful than the other. So I get from an art standpoint, and I'm a very expressive person. So I get from an expression standpoint, her Chris putting this together. Chad was the other one. Gotcha. So she made this happen with her own money, and she put this together. You see it as vanity, but I don't know if I see it as vanity. I see she's putting art out. She's promoting an album. She's got to do something to keep up with the Beyonce's and Taylor Swift's of the world. Absolutely. This is something that I've never seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I got it, you know, because it's something you can get somehow her falling in love again with with uh, with Affleck, Affleck somehow powered up the ability for the Zodiac to 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 spin again or something. That was just so fucking weird. But <laughs> it was just expression of art. It was very it was very personal. And I take it as she's sharing that with people. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was a vain thing. I think it's a, she had all this pent up feelings. That she wanted to express and possibly possibly she wanted to use this to relate to other people who are going through what she went through to help them deal with it because what what did she do right i think she accepted herself or she thought she, she it, was, it was like a self-love thing right she gave herself love acknowledged herself first and she was able to happily mm -hmm. and confidently move forward with ben affleck so far <laughs> right the history's not done being written but yeah well, I wish him the best. I'm just saying it was definitely entertaining. Uh, I do like the music. It was on this more of a album. WTF thing for me, though. I was like, I get it. You know, I got caught up a little bit in it, but I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. The other oh. thing that this besides this being a vanity project, I do give her props okay. for is that she actually funded it herself. Yeah, she and you know, I give her props. Thing. I give her props for the dancing in the rain references. That was pretty cool. 
That was an interesting sequence. I mean, she's a great dancer. Young and pe- younger people performer. aren't going to get that reference. You don't think they're going to get the singing in the rain? The 20, 20 year olds? They don't even know what singing in the rain is. Oh, God. You, know, so you, think, you, think Fred, you think Fred Astaire is an exercise machine, I bet. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Fred, Fred Astaire is not a Stairmaster, children. <laughs> he was an actual actor. Singer, dancer, dancer singer. actor, all, triple threat, very talented. Just like JLo. I think she's I think she is a performer. She's an artist. She um she's innovative. She's she's a master at using the media. She's incredible at reinventing herself. Um yeah. I mean she's she's a genius. But hopefully she will she will work on her personal issues so that we don't have to watch this is me now in 10 years after she divorces Ben Affleck. No, this is really me now. <laughs> <laughs> this is no really, this is me. <laughs> but but then she's gonna need she's gonna be a little bit older. She might need like a, a body double for the choreography. We we don't know. So at <laughs> like, I can barely get on my chair. Still dance. Cheetah Rivera and Rita Moreno danced until her seventies. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. Walk. <laughs> she, I think she's in great shape. I think she's. You know, she's still. She kept up with the dancers in those sequences. I mean, she did a great job. I just think it's a big vanity project, honestly. All right. I mean, I I, yeah. I see ice. I see it as expression. You see it as vanity. I see it as possibly helping people. You see it as showing off. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. And I, 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 maybe, I may be a little bit partial because, you know, I don't want to piss off Leah Remini. And she's very good friends with J-Lo. But also really? because I go back to um, the 90s, you know, as a fly girl dancing on a living color. And I think, you know, I feel yeah. like I watched her grow up. We all watched JLo grow up. Even though she's but... older than me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never really know what she looks like on the uh, Go back the and play. watch videos of the Fly Girls from nineteen nineties. Exactly. Like. When she looked <laughs> like a lat- when she actually looked like a Latina. She was okay. She wasn't the same per- she wasn't the same looking person. There was some growth oh, there. She aged. Hello. She, I mean, she, now she, she got a workout cunt. coach. She got health experts with her to do her diet. You know, her face stuff. changed, her hair color changed, her eye color changed, her I'm nose not gonna say, changed. I, I don't know that there was any work done or not done or anything like that. I'm not gonna infer infer anything like that because I just don't know. People do you change their appearance over to. the years. Well, her nose looks much more refined i have to go back and look at the fly girls i don't remember and also that's that is a lot of makeup she has like the best makeup artist in the world so they do a really wonderful job of making her look stunning and she does always look stunning yeah good props kudos you want to talk about john stewart well I saw this clip about Jon Stewart and it really, it got me thinking and because he was talking to Janet Yeller, the secretary of treasury. And um, the the thing that got, that really I honed in on was that he was saying, why is it that corporate 
America and the corporations, they benefit from all the fiscal policy um, that is, you know, available in America, but it doesn't trickle down to their employees. So he was, he, he was like really pressing her saying that shouldn't they share profits with their workers? Because a lot of their workers actually have to, you know, be on supplemental programs like food stamps and uh, government programs because they're not making living wages. And she yep. said, well, they can share their corp, you know, their profits with their employees. It's not, but it's not something that we demand as a state, as a, you know, as a country. It's up to them. And they... We tax them in a way that the, that tax money trickles down into like their benefits, like, you know, for food stamps and all this. Really? I don't think so. I don't think that the corporations are getting taxed in the same way that oh, yeah. a, a just a regular person is being taxed. And then I went on to like watch some more videos. So in because he's saying there's no there is no really no free market because the corporations find all the loopholes. They take all the you know, they keep all the gains and they don't redistribute the wealth. So, for instance, when someone like someone like uh, uh, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, right, mm -hmm. all their wealth is in stock. Even if it's not liquid like their wealth. So they're billionaires, but it's all in stock and they don't sell that stock. What they do is they borrow money on the stock and that's how they become liquid, right? So they don't have to pay corporate gains tax on their stock value because they're not selling it. They just hold on to it and sit on it and let it accumulate. And even when they sell stock, the rate that they pay income tax on, which is a capital gains tax, is only 20%. So if they sell, so let's say, for instance, we'll just put it in like uh, numbers that we can understand. Say you sell a stock for $400,000, right? The corporate gains tax on it is 20%. You're only going to have to pay $50,000 on that. But if you make $400,000 a year salary, the income tax bracket is 37%. So you would have to pay $110,000 on that money. So that's why middle America is below poverty level. Why the rich people keep getting richer and richer because yeah. all of their money, they don't pay income tax on it. They pay mostly corporate gains tax and most of them don't even sell their, their stocks. And there's a loophole called the stepped up bases. I don't, do you know about that? I'm learning right now. <laughs> the slogan is buy, borrow, die, right? So by the time it all comes back around, they're gone. They, someone like um, the guy that owns all of the, uh, the big uh, news uh, conglomerates. What the hell is his name? Oh shit. Yeah. I know he, Murdoch. One of him that they were using him. as an example. So say he has all the stock, right? 
mm-hmm. billions of dollars in stock. So what he'll do is he won't sell it. Because if he sells it, he has to pay capital gains tax on the amount of money that he gained minus his initial investment, right? But if he just gives it, wills it to a family member and the family member sells it, they only have to pay capital gains tax on the, whatever the money gained from the time they inherited it to when they sell it instead of all the way from the beginning. This is the loophole that all of these billion and millionaires, billionaires use so that they don't have to pay corporate uh, taxes. So how is somebody actually one? I'm going to actually say something about Biden to his benefit. Biden, the Biden administration is proposing raising the capital gains tax from 20% to 39.6%, which means that they would actually be paying the rate that most people pay for their income tax. You said the, the, the people earning in that bracket, is that what you're saying? Corporations, when they sell their stocks. Oh, yes. That's what needs to happen. Yes. He's proposing raising the capital gains tax from 20% to 39.6%, which is what the rate that most people pay just for their income tax. And that would create like $400 billion worth of revenue. So so this goes along with, um, we've been talking about it in layman terms for, for months, right? You and I. Comes up ever so often. The rich get richer, the poor, the, the gap keeps getting bigger between the worker and the employer. The disparity, yeah. Yeah, which means like by the time you get to the time to pay your bills, your mortgage rate and your interest rate and your your interest, uh, so your, your homeowners and then your car insurance, everything's gone up so high except for your income. You can't afford anything. We're all going, yes. we're all going to the poverty. Like you said, you just did it. Based on your information you gathered from your teacher, Sensei uh, John Stewart. That's and correct. And the internet. Some, this was a very detailed, you did a good job with it. Very detailed, very well-spoken uh, spoken uh, explanation of what this all is. And, and it's just what we've been saying in layman's term is the same thing that should keep us from having to pay more to have an Amazon account. Why Amazon workers were on strike. Because they're not getting, the money's not trickling down. And there's something well, because- that a coworker of mine brought up was sorry, coworker I had brought up was, did you ever notice that people in jobs that were always uh, minimum wage are now making fifteen twenty dollars an hour, and we in specialty positions in the corporate world, we're not getting a raise. We're getting paid the same as sanitation, the same as, uh, the same as somebody greeting at Walmart. For, it's only going for up, special it skills, goes up a little bit, but special skills isn't going up. It, and that's going to have to balance out too. And this is where we're losing middle class. Absolutely. Because the middle class doesn't do blue collar jobs. They do white collar jobs, which are doctors, lawyers, uh, you know, uh, accountants, um, right. uh, managers of stores, you know, Costco, um, you know, pencil pushers. <clears throat> and it's a conversation I had with a friend of mine who is in a higher bracket. A high, he makes a lot more money, right? He, he's, he's, he's a, he runs a, he's, he's the CEO and he says, 
why do I have to get taxed more as an individual who earned this money, who built up his position and got there and earned it, has that cost of living now that's higher? Why do I have to get taxed more when there's, because we talked about the same conversation, there are businesses, there are corporations that are not being taxed at all, essentially. They don't pay a dime out of taxes. Get them when you get them. And this is what Biden is trying to do. When you get that money, then we can start to talk about evening the playing field a little bit more so everybody can survive and we don't become North Korea. Well, Elon Musk doesn't pay taxes. He barely pays any taxes at all. But we're over here Elon paying Musk our 37% on I our income that, tax. <laughs> I'm lucky to have a Twitter account because I've been really, really uh, up front it's these days X, about how I feel about Twitter that motherfucker. It's Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Well. We're going to have to stage a, a hostile uh, retake of uh of twitter bring it back to the people i'm telling you gotta do it gotta happen. yeah so the rich just borrow based on their net worth their you know uh their stock options pretty much so i, I that's what i that's how i live that's my philosophy right so i owe four hundred and fifty thousand dollars on my house right my house Pretty is personal worth my house is worth $2 million. Wow. Okay. Yeah. If I were to sell it right now. So I'm a millionaire. So kind of. if I owe $8,000 worth of credit card debt and I just move my credit card debt to zero interest uh, credit cards every 18 months, I'm doing exactly what these corporate motherfuckers are doing is borrowing money that I don't pay interest on based on my stock and my stock Smart. is my house. Wow. He who dies in most debt wins. I mean, how, how much money did Elon Musk had to borrow <laughs> to, pay to, start, billion? <laughs> to start X? Oh, the start. Exactly. Yeah. 44 billion. Yeah. 44 billion dollars he didn't have 44 billion dollars in cash in his bank account you know he had to borrow that money from banks based <laughs> banks corporations private private lenders um based on his worth so we can all be millionaires is what i'm saying we just have to we just have to start thinking of our money in terms of how we're going to make it work for us, you know, because we don't have to have the cash in our bank accounts. Start, you have to have equity, start. though. You have to have some kind of equity somewhere. Yeah, well, buy, 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 um, buy property. Buy, With what? You know, With what? Borrow it. I borrowed the money. I don't, I didn't have sick when you I got to pay house, back on I the money you borrowed, right? Of course you do, but it it it, inc it increases in value, so that increases your net worth. So when you buy something for fifty thousand dollars, first, like for instance, when I first I bought an apartment in Riverdale in the Bronx that I raised my daughter in. I lived there for 15 years. I bought it for $80,000. 15 years later, I sold it for $260,000. I moved to California. Okay. I invested that $260,000 in this house that cost $650,000. 15 years later, this house is worth $2 million. 
So okay. I turned $80,000 $80, 20 years ago into $2 million. So buy things, buy stocks, well, buy our IR, a bit, buy safe stocks, buy um, IRAs, you know, uh, buy buy things, you know, buy stocks and things that are proven. To... Some some people are like me, Patty, where there is no money to save to be able to buy things. You, you just can... have enough money to live. I, I know. That's where we're at. But Not a lot you... of us. You you did oh, a great thing twenty years ago, Patty. It I worked did. out for with you. the help of my family. I have to now, say, here, here's you know, a thing, I didn't though. I didn't have the money to buy the apartment. My family helped me buy it. So if your family can help you buy something <laughs> that you can yeah. invest in some land or invest in something that's going to appreciate, that's the only way to get out of this middle class grind. Because honestly, working day to day, going to a job. Paying your income tax that's forced upon you is never going to get you out of a rut. You have to do something more than just that. I, I suppose so. Um, I was going to say, the problem is, I don't know how it is in California or with your type of home, but like I have a neighbor with a house. He's trying to sell for $330,000. All the appraisers will appraise it for $330,000. Mm-hmm. It is a home type. That no one in the history of real estate has ever paid over $190,000 for. And they're not about to start now. He can't sell it. He can't sell it. That equity is like worthless unless he refinances, but then he refinances at a higher rate probably. Yeah, you and you have to be able to uh, kind of be ahead of the market and understand where, where property is going to, you know, become more valuable like in this neighborhood that i moved into my friend told me this neighborhood's gonna be the next happening neighborhood and i said when she said in about 15 years and i said oh my god she said it goes fast and it did you know and now people are paying two million dollars to live in this neighborhood crazy yep well congratulations on that no, <laughs> I'm not happy you. for your story. <laughs> but my point is that a lot of these millionaires and billionaires are only billionaires on paper. But they live their lives as if they're billionaires and millionaires. And just because you're a middle class person doesn't mean that you can't have that. You can't use those same philosophies to get yourself into a better position financially in your life. So there's hope for us out there. Start living like a millionaire. The black market exists. If you have an extra kidney, you know, there's a start an embryo. It's a person. So you can traffic an embryo. It's a lot of money in that. I'm, I'm not, not recommending in- that guys. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not implying that you should black market embryos, but in Alabama, apparently, they are people too. <laughs> Let me ask you, because we were talking about John Stewart. You probably have less of a you probably have less of a strong opinion on this than I would, because you're 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 so much more center right than I am. And I'm so much more left of center than you are. But how do you left, feel about right and center? I think it's all stupid. But when you talk about um 
John Stewart's first day back on the job on The Daily Show. Some of my own friends who I love and I, I interact with regularly on social media were, were on his case too. He was ju- he was taking pot shots at Trump and he was taking some hardcore pot shots at Biden and mm-hmm. people didn't like it. The way they saw it, I, I'm going to explain how I believe they saw it. I believe they saw it as don't talk bad about Biden because then you're going to make people want to vote for Trump and that's endangering democracy, which there are situations where that could be true. I just don't know that this is that situation. Do you think he was too hard on Biden? Do you think it was too both sidesism by uh, John you know, Stewart, who was seen as leftist himself? I didn't. I didn't see the particular um, interview that you're talking about. <clears throat> but if you're going to be swayed by one conversation and by someone <laughs> looking at both sides honestly, because Biden hasn't been, you know, Biden has had, had his setbacks and his drawbacks and his failings and so has trump trump monumentally so but you can't you can't blame someone for making people think to go out there and to do the research and to think for yourself don't don't follow the status quo don't be a sheep you know don't just be spoon fed the algorithms if someone tells you you know use this on your face don't just use it you know maybe it's not good for you you have to go out there and find what works for you for your for your quality of life, for your morality, for your whatever's better for your family. I don't think that we need to start policing people who have opinion shows. It's an opinion. They're allowed to do that. You know, they're allowed to question both sides. That's the point of the, of news organizations. Yeah. I I think it comes back to what we do here. I think good faith is the key. I mean, if it's intentionally misinforming people as an opinion piece, then you know that's a different thing. He's just talking about Biden's gaffes. He's an old guy, and everybody's aware of it, right? Um, I don't. Th- I think we should be able to criticize, and that's what's supposed to. That's what's supposed to make a Biden voter different than a Trump voter is the ability to be able to criticize your own leader and not bow down to a dictator, right? So, I get it. It was, in my opinion, I saw it, most of it, and it was actually largely scaled towards criticizing Trump. But I, I just don't think, I think a lot of people watching Jon Stewart and The Daily Show probably already have made up their mind who they're voting for before they turned it on. This is Jon Stewart. What did he say that was anti-Biden, by the way? No, he just pointed out age and some gaffes he made and made jokes about him. Uh, well, you, he's basically... not making it up. Was he making it yeah. up? No, no. I mean, you, you, anybody can see him making those, uh, you know, I mean, I kind of don't, I don't want people just randomly focusing on Biden's age as if Trump's not only his, who he is and the things he's done, but his own mental faculty failings. I don't want people to, to, to think that they're equal or that Trump might be better, but if it's objectively done and done in good faith and in comedy, I just don't care. But there's a, I think there's a, a difference between someone who is aging and his mental faculties are starting to f- fail him because of his age. And then someone who's fucking crazy. So you can't, 
Someone who pilaves. Don't say that about Biden. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who belongs in an insane asylum because they're a fucking lunatic and someone who's getting old. Right. So those are our choices for president. Amen, America. Well, if I may say, as just a commentary opinion piece of my own, very briefly. Biden said Biden has gaffes and misspeaks and says some things wrong and slips on steps. Trump thinks Nikki Haley is Nancy Pelosi and that Joe <laughs> Biden is Barack Obama. That's all I need to know to know he's losing his brains. Oh, Lord. That. Anyway, Lord, help us now. I wanted to talk about we're getting down to a long podcast here. So I'm going to say this. We're going to save this for next week. But a little preview. Yes. A little I want to talk about next week. In fact, you've been bringing this up over and over again for months, and we always decide you always come back and decide not to go with it because I think you're seeing that there's problems with it. But you always want to bring up the Biden impeachment inquiry by the by the by the GOP in Congress. And now we have news that the main source of information for the impeachment is an informant for Russia bringing Putin's information over misinformation over to try to interfere with this next election. It's done. There's a lot more to say about it. We're going to talk about it next week. We're going to talk about it next week. And I got to really re- read up on it because, you know. You want to know what you're talking about. Exactly. I, respect I don't want to be Absolutely. sticking my foot in my mouth, which I already have one foot in my mouth. I don't have room for two of them. <laughs> <laughs> got to have goals. Got to have goals. <laughs> got to have goals, people. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, I think that's it. That's all she wrote. What do you have? Yeah, just, um, you know, um, support me for governor of Florida or that's right. Just just realize later you could have had me follow him on Twitter and X and uh, Instagram. Miami sixth man spelled out. Do some research. Figure out what you like. Don't let the Internet tell you. Every don't spoon feed everything to you and go just out listen there to me and just listen to uh Chris. Yeah, that's how we're gonna wrap it up. Signing <laughs> out, Patricia Ray, actress, podcaster, artist, humanitarian, uh, writer. I'm taking a writing class, I'm writing a pilot, and I have a cooking show, cooking up patty on YouTube. And, and I was here too. <laughs> uh, Bye, goodbye, everybody, folks. Believe this 23 on Twitter, BT Pod for you on Gmail.